Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. And on today's episode, you all, we're getting disgusting again. Like, we're talking about, you know, your beautiful Black skin, your Nubian, godlike skin, your I want to worship you because of the body that you were born in in the flesh your skin the objectification of black bodies again <laughs> we're talking about black fetishization and with me i have devanted how are you doing good sir mm, just about as black and beautiful as you oh child that, that, don't be making me smile today oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so we are talking about Black fetishization today. So one of the things we did talk about uh, in our intake meeting was like, this is back in time, like those days when you were a drug dealer uh, and, you know, selling meth to people. And like, what was your experience like? while selling in uh, your experiences with white men and their fetishization of you within those interactions with them? Good source of income. Um, so like, for instance, this one day, a couple of the homies, the dope boys and hustlers, you know, wanted to go up to this house in North Houston to go, um, as we would say, make some moves or, you know, go run up on this hustle, mm-hmm. you know, go, or go hit this lick real quick. You know, in other words, we're about to make some money. Yeah. And, and, and I'm so like brokenhearted and distraught. I just go with whatever. I don't ask questions and shit. Get up to this house, very rich neighborhood, huge ass fucking houses. The delivery, it's not my client, it's one of my homies' clients, you know, and drug dealers, you know, do business just like CEOs, whatever. We know people, we pass clients, we help each other get the dope we need if we out. You know, it's all, it's a, it's a network. Mm-hmm. And so I think they need the ride. I had the car. So we pull up. And I'm hanging out with a bunch of like Latinos, you know, ethnic people or white boys who act black, you know, that sort of flavor, tattoos everywhere, you know, that sort of thing. And then and, and who's there is this white man, just re- just as Republican looking as ever, mm. you know, this white man. And so what he likes is to go into his huge ass walk in closet, which you can fucking turn backflips in and smoke crack. Oh. And so 
So we went there, smoked all the crack, and passed the crack pipe around. Rest in peace, Whitney, girl. I never judged you. And uh, <laughs> I was not expecting him to say that. <laughs> I never judged you, Whitney. You gave the world everything, bitch. If you wanted to go out smoking crack, bitch, that was your right. Fuck them. You gave everybody every fucking thing they needed. And fuck that right. bitch who's playing you in that Whitney Houston movie. They shouldn't have voiced over her. They should have just let us talk like her damn self. I don't like the way they did that movie, but they should have used Kiki uh, Palmer. Bitch, they could have used you, anybody, Ooh, but what the fuck they did. Ooh. <laughs> if I mm. <laughs> and so, go ahead, go ahead. Continue. I, I, I won't be in my moment for a while. I don't know how long. <laughs> And so Whitney, I never judged you. And so after he smokes the crack, then he likes to get fucked in the ass, you know, by non-white males. Hmm. This here is atypical, <laughs> atypical of the scene. You know, these white men like to, like they like for us to come over and shoot them up with meth, you know, and then you know let various sexual acts happen to them. They, you know, all kinds of shit like that. You know, these white men are about that ethnic dick. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not shocked to hear this at all because it's like I, I get my dope and I get my other dope. And the dope is the black dick or the dope is the ethnic dick. It's not the white dick that I'm looking for. I get I feel like some people uh, love to pair their sexuality with um, drugs so that they can, uh, for themselves, like, you know, a level compartmentalization that, oh, I didn't do that at, um, with a sober mind. Like these uh, people who will purposely drink a little bit of alcohol to fake like they're drunk. Like I've seen that happen, like literally had barely a full shot and wants to act, oh, I'm so tipsy. We should go home. Fam, you're, you're sober. Stop it. We're not going home. <laughs> but like I, like, I feel like some people really do have to do that so that they can either accept themselves whenever they do these acts that they actually want to do in, with a sober mind or, I don't know. Uh, of course, it's the party aspect too of it for enhancing the sexual experience that comes with, you know, pairing drugs and sex and whatnot. But I think for, uh, I would say a good bit of mostly these white men who do that, I think it's because they just want to like, of course I can't be wrong, but they just want to like have that excuse of I was not sober to experience this act that I really want to enjoy. I don't know. Some people just like what they like. I, I hope, I choose to believe that these people are the descendants of the white people who helped our ancestors during slavery. You know, because not, not every white person in the world has been racist and not every white person in the world has been against them. Oh, there yeah, have been I some factors. These people paid well for this experience. It's not like they were in there trying to get black people to do anything for them for free. You know, mm -hmm. the wallets was out and the Benjamins were flowing. And so they did not mind making a black man rich in exchange for their fantasy. And they didn't have any, I don't know what they told their white friends or nothing like that. Their white friends just probably didn't know what the fuck they were into at all. Mm -hmm. You know, if I had to put my finger on, I don't think they explained it away or nothing. It just did not exist. Mm -hmm. You know, people have kinks. People are into rough street trade and rough drug dealing trade. You've seen it in the porns. We've seen it on Twitter. Same shit. 
we've seen it on everywhere. You know, I don't view it if like a white person really just likes black dick. You know, it's like when a white boy, I know white boys who mainly like black girls, you mm -hmm. know, they like that soul. You know, I like, I've had so much white dick in my life. I've had all the flavors. I'm like J-Lo mm -hmm. shit. Just give me all the colors. <laughs> you know, and so not saying that the fetishization doesn't happen, but I cannot say that each and every time it has to be inherently negative. It just, mm -hmm. it depends on the situation. Oh yeah, I agree with that. I definitely do agree with that. Like, I know, like, definitely not every wealthy white person is uh, someone who is racist, but it's it's just something that always plays on the back of my mind. Most definitely, like here in the South, uh, and it's you're more likely to flip a coin, uh, well, throw throw a rock somewhere and hit a racist um, than you would do would like someone who's not. So it's like most definitely in Texas in general, like Texas is well in some sections because I do know that they do have their very progressive and very uh, respectable areas, but they also have some very, very racist people too. So it's like my, my mindset, mm -hmm, what were you saying? No, go ahead. Oh yeah. My mindset is uh, like for those who, um, who want to pay for the, those experiences, uh, how many of those are actually doing so in a healthy space where they're truly respecting the person that they're engaging with versus seeing them as an object for their pleasure? Everybody was an object for each other's pleasure. That was the point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they, like this wasn't, it, it was all an arrangement and a transaction, but if anybody quote unquote, is being taken advantage of, it's the white boy in this case, because those dealers and hustlers I rode with did not respect these white people. Mm -hmm. You know, they'd get them high on drugs, go through their wallet and steal from them and shit. You know, they not, even if they thought they had power, they didn't. I think a lot of them liked the humiliation, mm -hmm. to be quite honest with you. Um it's the sort of thing I just kind of looked at and like, just kind of like, kind of cocked my head to the side and just kind of like learned, okay, this is how it goes. I didn't function like this, but I was around those who did. And I'm like, okay, you know, so out there in the drug world, people flock, you know, cling to and flock to whoever has the money. And the easiest thing, and especially like in a big city like Houston, is find rich white people. Rich white people have money, but a lot of them don't have access to the narcotics mm. because there's not the circles that they keep. And so they gotta they find somebody, however, and that just becomes their go-to person to bring them whatever because they're like, I gotta limit my exposure and limit, you know, I can't go be seen getting these drugs. So you gotta bring them up to my house because I don't do such things, mm. you know, sort of thing. Really, they do all the fucking things. And so I just saw it, I saw it fetishized. And just, I just, they just really wanted these experiences. They they were not in a position of power. These little white men couldn't do anything to these tough ass six, eight pack having hustlers who'd have probably killed a few people if they wanted to. There's nothing they could do to hurt them. Do they go back to jail right now? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> probably just got out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, like, I, I get that. Now, um, now, mm -hmm. now, now when, I, when I'm in spaces where I see black people being fetishize it's like what i won't do is say like i'm at um a dance club or say maybe i was at like the museum of fine arts in houston for like a museum party and 
you know, it's just all kind of music and like that one black song comes on and they're and they're expecting the black person to get on the floor and dance. I'm not about to dance like that in front of a whole bunch of white people just because it's a black song and I'm black and of course all black people dance. Mm -hmm. You know, that sort of fetishization is the shit that I, you know, look out for like, um, you know, shit like that. You know, I'm just going to act like black because, you know, you think black people are supposed to act this way. Mm -hmm. But you know, I saw that. Well, um, in a way, isn't that doesn't that kind of play out in those scenarios that the people were paying for still um, that they well, I guess since they are dealing with drug dealers, drug dealers don't act like drug dealers. So it's not like you're acting uh, behavior, but I think that fits the, the aesthetic that they were looking for, too, rather than finding someone who might be white or um, that has access to these drugs. They're purposely uh, finding people of darker hues, be it someone that's uh, Hispanic or someone who's uh, of African descent to, you know, perform in those roles, regardless of them, you know, they are still, you know, paying for it, which look, get your money. <laughs> I, I, like, I get that. And I probably would still take the money too. But like, I don't know, it's that's the thing that um, plays in my head, because I'm like, in a way, do they not have the power? since they're the ones who are inviting you over and they are allowing themselves to be vulnerable and they're allowing themselves to be opened up to somebody robbing them and they're not going to press charges because I think a lot of that is already in their mind that this may happen and I want that to happen because I like people who have those uh, like the money drain kinks and if you have a money drain kink find me on my social media <laughs> okay find me <laughs> it's in the show notes i will show you some money drain like you never seen a money drain i'm just saying <laughs> but you know that might be a part of that same kink but if yeah. it is the power is still within their hands correct and i don't know remember where the fuck i heard it but the investor has the upper hand always and so because it doesn't matter how much you steal from them, they always will make more. You have to steal from them because either you're fucking klepto, but usually in those situations because you don't have what they have. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm making a million a year and you come and steal 5000 for a dope fiend, that's like a million dollars and a huge payday. But for a millionaire, that ain't nothing but chump change. Right. So, yeah, he's laughing at you for stealing. And in that aspect, yes, they do maintain the power. And it is kind of like a reverse humiliation mm -hmm. in a way. Because you're thinking you got one over, ha, ha, ha. But really, the joke's on you because you're the broke bitch who had to steal in the first fucking place. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation.
like a reverse humiliation mm-hmm. in a way because you're thinking you got one over ha 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 but really the joke's on you because you the broke bitch you had to steal in the first fucking place <laughs> it's so it's so twisted i fucks with it though like, again, <laughs> if you have <laughs> Look, I, I'm just saying, I, I can show you some things. I can pay my bills for the for at least a year, probably two. Find some trips. You don't need to know what the fuck is going on with your money. Shut the fuck up. Don't ask these questions. I will send you a receipt of everything that I'm purchasing if I feel like it. That's all. Look, look find me my social media. <laughs> Finn Dom. I'm always here for it. I'm always open. Like I, I might not spread my legs for a lot of things, but I might I will I will spend somebody else's cash. I'm just, just gonna put it out there. <laughs> money make me calm, money, money make me calm. <laughs> Look, I pay off my student loans first. Mm, give to motherfuckers named Vernon. Oh um, <laughs> so have you like outside of the um drug side of things have you experienced being fetishized personally when it comes to like se- having sex with somebody there was an attempt one time when i was piling around on craigslist and this white family had contacted me because you know they have they have a fetish fetish for black dick this white guy likes his wife to get fucked by black dick mm. you better be a man do you, I did, you know there they have this whole thing and um, again, I'm not shaming people for their kinks. I don't view it as negative. You know, mm-hmm. that's better than saying eat shit and die, nigga, nigger. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. they're racist. They just, they just like black dick. And so, mm-hmm. but it is certainly, it is certainly fetishizing us. Um, I didn't go because this house was also, um, the, the, this, this dad, like the fuck his daughter, oh. his teenage daughter like that too or his 12 year old daughter and so they tr- they like to do like a whole cuck cuck holding thing with the uh black dick and the white wife while the dad is fucking the daughter and that was a you know it was a bit too much i was like i ain't into the uh oh my God. <laughs> and this and this house was in like out in like sugarland or katie texas you know out in the the conservative side of houston where all the the uh the white picket fence sort of white conservative families live where they got this shit going down Chuck, I was like, <laughs> wow, okay. Oh my God, this is too much. <laughs> so, I quit this damn. I quit. That is, that's well, oh my God, way too fucking much. Like, I get them, you know, like for those people who are into, you know, that kind of race play, whatever floats your boat, I'm not necessarily shaming you. I just personally cannot do that myself. But these, this, this thing has layers to it. Like, oh my God, like the fucking your daughter, your teen daughter, sir, go to jail and then go to hell. (laughs) I don't believe in the hell, but still go to it. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like poor, I feel bad for his daughter because to her, that's just normal. And it's no, Mm-mm. girl seek therapy get the help that you need don't you do not deserve that see if you had the address to this home and if you just so happen to find that just send that to me so i could just send some like somebody i know it's been years but they still need to get fucking investigated <laughs> like, oh <my> God. <laughs> they might not even live there anymore find out <laughs> oh my god 
Jesus. You can't send the cops to the wrong damn people at the house. I'm, I'm looking for the daughter fucker. <laughs> and be like, who? True. We're all gay in here. Or you got the wrong house there. Now they're all gay. That's even worse for them. <laughs> in Texas? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you can't just be calling the popos on anybody. And Well, you know, the Texas police don't do anything if you uh, ask the people in Uvalde, so they might not even show up. They might be. They might approve. Okay, that was shade. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. The shade of it all. And you're right, Uvalde is a hot damn mess. A mess. Bitch-ass bitch cops who ran from the boogeyman <laughs> while the people in the classroom were braver. Uh, That's why I don't fuck with the police. <laughs> look, personally speaking, um, you know how like when they did the broadcasting of um, the shooting and they purposefully removed the uh, screaming children, uh, which I appreciate them for doing that because I don't think I could even handle that. But if they still have that recording, I will literally play that on repeat outside of uh, the governor's houses. Well, the governor's house, the senator's houses, the um, mayor's houses, in every single uh, county that pushes uh, lack of gun registration throughout the state because they need to know what those screams sound like on a regular basis so that they, it haunts them on a daily basis until they actually want to do something about, you know, securing lives but that's the darker side of vernon and i don't want to stay in this moment so i'm going to try to cheer up a little bit um what were we talking about fetishization right (laughs) um don't know how we got there i apologize everybody so one of the things that uh, uh you were talking about was trick on the trade what the hell did that mean Oh, I th- uh, trick of the trade. What were you talking about when I was saying like going to like um, hit a lick, you know, and hustle and shit like that? I think this is from like the intake meeting. I, I remember you said something about it and I felt like it was like either um, like uh, when you do meet up with trades, like during the um, time you were uh, selling or it was just robbing people for survival. I don't I, I don't remember. This is, this is not necessarily a fetishization. Mm, oh, just general. Oh, okay. No, then that's probably just like the tricks and trades that come along with the industry. So, so aside from going up to do business, you know, with, with rich white people, you know, trade is just inherent to the situation, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to be very anti-trade and all trade is, is um just very masculine men who are usually tops, usually bisexual and usually have some girlfriend somewhere who don't know what the fuck he doing out here fucking all these trannies and bottoms. And so... Highly welcome, very well received in the gay community because they present themselves as like dangerous and edgy and, you know, and a real break away from your fucked up boring ass life as you would probably describe it, you know, or whatever kind of misery you feel like this fantasy is about to deliver you from. Also very dangerous and will rob you blind, if not murder you. And so very volatile men, you know, a lot of them. Some of them are nice, some of them aren't. They all know each other. They all been to jail with each other. You know, and it's it's all like um a very interesting uh community. Um not the trade shit, community. Never, yeah, the, the trade the trade the trade the trade boys they, they have like a bro ship, you know, they all fucking know each other. And so, you know, you might have met and fucked fifteen of them and you still haven't met the other fifteen of his friends. But if you but they all know each other. And so so one day I might be at one homie's house 
Tim at Jay's house and now, you know, Boner's coming over and I don't even, and Boner just walks through the door and Jay's like, what's up? Like, I didn't even know you two niggas knew each other, but of course they did. You know, <laughs> it's like that, that whole, you know, community of, of trade within the gay community and they, and they like work together and shit like that because they all about the same business. They go sell their dicks. Even though, you know, drugs can come along with it, but it doesn't have to. You know, the dick is always for sale. You know, so they running off here to go fuck this bitch, this dude, whoever. They'll fuck men, women, trainers. Doesn't matter as long as you got that coin. <laughs> okay, so, and that's just how trade is. And um, I think an unnecessarily large part of the gay community, but the gay community is full of so much insecurity, you know, and they present themselves as so secure. I think people really attach to them just because of the illusion they sell. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I I've never even thought about it. Like, um, I guess I've been hit up, hit on by some, but like for me, if you're not given the right kind of energy, I already don't find you interesting. I don't find that person someone that I would want to have sex with. So if you're not confident about yourself, I'm already turned off. Like if you are if you show your insecurities and I have to deal with your insecurities through conversation alone, I'm already turned off. Uh, and I think some of that is because I've already, you know, like found myself <laughs> um, and um, found appreciation for the things that I want to see in my life. But yeah, I, I don't think I've fooled around with too many trade dudes because I, I'm not searching for a fantasy like yeah okay role play is completely different but i'm not searching for like a a certain type of person to hook up with like those people who may want that thug dick or whatever or they want the um oh he's married or he has a girlfriend kind of thing i want to be the secret lover type shit or i'm fascinated with the dl it's like if you can't if you can't have like ownership of who you are, why are you here? Uh, at least that's how I see it when it comes to like engaging with people on these apps. But the apps are not there to reinforce self-esteem and self-improvement. They're there to keep you in bondage. Hmm. Now he's saying, Bernie, you think you got everything together, but you on these apps, therefore you still stuck on something. Oh my God. Was that a read? <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. But you're right. You are definitely right. Uh huh. See, the owner, the owner of Grinder came out, or the person who started speaking against his own creation. He hates the thing. He thinks it's a monster now. So he's trying to atone for his sins, and he he's trying to create a new app that will like somehow encourage people to limit their usage to only one hour a day. He basically confessed people became addicted to this. It has ruined their lives. And now I'm trying to go the opposite direction or try, or in my opinion, he might be trying to pretend he's going in the opposite direction only to make more money off of mm. this new app. But considering the damage Grinder has caused, he might be trying to not die and burn in hell. Mm. And so because Grinder, yeah, some people have met the love of their lives. Okay, y'all, that's like going to the Riverboat Casino and thinking you're going to hit the jackpot. You might, you might not, but okay, that's not going to happen for 99% of the damn people on there. Most of the time, you're constantly searching those damn squares, moving around, and, and speaking from a, uh, from from the the licensed hypnotist in me. Every time you look at a different square, you know you're just being constantly being hit with image after image after image after image after image of, of bodies that might be real, might not be real. Mm. One thing the, the 
Finder creator is trying to do on his other app is force people to have uh, their authentic face pictures. Everybody, none of this hiding behind a black square, putting a fake picture. There's some kind of way. But you're looking at all these pretty bodies. If you don't already have high self-esteem, you're going to begin to compare yourself to that and begin to, begin to think less of yourself. Mm-hmm. The way people dog you on these apps, tell you they don't want to fuck you if you black, they don't want to fuck you if you fat, all that's fucking with your self-esteem. And then they mind fuck you with that, you know, that that tone that they have. <laughs> and if you're on Jack, when you get tapped, a little fire, you know, a fire image imprints on your subconscious different than if it was like a block of ice. They, they have all this shit designed to, once you put the phone down, you still thinking about it. This is why I say you in bondage. You never really free of those mm. apps. I ain't saying nobody in the world is strong enough to have a mind to really control that, but to try to struggle, to wrestle with these apps, like trying to struggle with a drug addiction or some shit, mm. this thing wants to have you, you know, it doesn't want to let you go and you love it, your sexual being, it makes you feel super sexual. So you don't really feel like what's wrong with it. Before you know it, you're going to spend 10 hours of your damn day checking a little message here and there. You're at the stoplight checking a message. You're in the grocery store checking a message. You're in church checking a message. Everywhere you're at work checking a message, about to get your ass fired. You just had 10 dicks last night and you need 10 more tonight. There's grinder, none of those apps promote sexual minimalism it's all about get as much as you can and run that shit into the ground and then come back we got you a whole dick buffet right here mm, that's a good point that is i agree with it i agree with you 100 percent because it, it it is very 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 controlling like um for myself because i i can easily put my I, like i lose my phone all the time and literally lose it in my car all the fucking time but like I do think about those people who are stuck to their phones that are always like checking for a hookup because that plays on the people who always want something new. So they don't build any true relationships with people. They don't build any kind of connections. It's just, I need the newest ass. I need the newest dick. I need the newest mouth. I need the newest pussy. Always something new and not really focus on the importance of something that's actually consistent. It's not that you have to go like build a full-on romantic relationship with this person if you want dick on a regular basis make your like just have a regular like (laughs) it's easier well i can't say it's easier because look again the other person on the other side of the app might be one of these people who just want new 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 but it's a little bit more simple to have a a sustainable source of what pleasure you're looking for versus having to go on this app to constantly find somebody new Uh, and then i even see those profiles of people who are saying oh i i'm not on here for sex but um, just friends or just chat. But these are the same people who are bringing up sex on their profile. They uh, are either they don't engage in most profiles on there. Like, just say that you're looking to fuck. No one's judging you. Most people on this damn app is about that. But you set yourself uh, outside of the norm by saying these things. So it makes you seem a little bit more approachable. Um, I've learned for some uh, from some people, but it's like just just be upfront. Just just honestly use the app less, but <laughs> but like be upfront about what you're looking for. Find something sustainable. Just I don't know. Just not make sex hard. Like 
casual hooks hookups are fun they're great but that should not be your only lived experience as an adult no it should not be and um i don't know it's just some people go on there i hear for a sense of validation Mm. you know i've heard people say they feel really good, good about themselves after they have sex with somebody um because this person accepted them you know even if it was but for a moment you know Grinder, you know, none of these apps would be half of what they are if people love themselves. Mm. The, um, and no, all the that all the random sex gets you accustomed to that. So if you've been doing that, that's that's the only skill you you've gleaned that you've honed. And so you find a serious relationship, you're gonna have a fucking hard time because you never settle down into one. Mm. You know, to really get close enough somebody to have the emotional vulnerability that comes along, which I think is beautiful. To, that comes along with being in a relationship, you don't have that on a fuck night. Mm. You just don't. And so you're cheating yourself out of a full human experience by trading it for a bunch of shallow connections, you know, relative to what a deep relationship could be. Mm. Oh, well, looks like grinders out. <laughs> but like, I think, yeah, it's just the way that people utilize apps these days just make it it for me it does take out the joy of sex um because i like to know the um different things that a person likes to do and if you're if you don't know yourself you don't have an answer to those questions you don't have an answer to what is it that you like to do what are you into because you never take taken the took the time to sit with yourself to explore the things that you like and these are people who 35 36 40 older than that my age and still don't know what they like still don't have an idea of what things they find fun outside of sex because they've spent a decade or so so focused on trying to play the game on these damn apps um, rather than figuring out who they are as a human being what different passions they can find out there like yeah it's great that you can have this level of secrecy that nobody knows what the fuck is going on even though you've been in the bed of half the damn people in the city but i don't know and i don't know either but i've missed the good old days when you used to have to go down to the bar or the coffee shop to meet somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i you know now and then you, then when you're there you can only focus on one person at a time you had to give a person your undivided attention. If you were just looking to hook up, you know, I was just looking to, you know, go and go down to Starbucks to date or whatever. I can only talk to one person at a time. You know, on these apps, you can literally be talking to 15 different dudes at the same time, just clicking from window to window. See, you're learning how to not give your undivided attention to one person. Mm. Mm. See, and like you said, people know how to do people know how to express what they like sexually because the app answers all the questions are you hiv positive you don't know you don't have to actually have a talk about it you just check the goddamn box you know you're a top or a bottom or you versatile what do you like you just type it in typing in is not the same as the vocalizing mm. so, I, so i you know so i so the, you know there's 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 a person in my life right now who has had all the sex you can go on an app in a minute and line up some dig, but then if you ask him to like actually talk to somebody to set it up, child, <laughs> they'd rather turn they'd rather turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but you can go clickety, you can go clickety clickety on the apps and on social media to fuck, but you can't open your mouth and ask for it. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I remember um, chatting with somebody on one of these damn apps and uh, I asked them, hey, what are you into? And all they could say, isn't it on my profile? I was like, and they even yeah. asked, did you not read it? And I was like, yeah, I read your profile. And you said like this, that and the third. But that doesn't tell me everything that you're into sexually. That doesn't give me the nuances of what you like. It doesn't like what is it that you are actually into? Like, um, they was like, well, you being complicated, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but it's not a complicated question. For example, this is some of the things that I like. Do you see that on my profile? It's, it, there's no button for that. There's no category for you to choose on that. So <laughs> do you not see how this question is actually uh, relevant here? Because why would, uh, why, you know, want to attempt to come over to my space to have sex and we don't have the same interests when it comes to sex. Like you don't like to do any of the things that I like and I don't like to do the thing that you find pleasurable, then we don't have to engage in this. Like there's been so many people who's just like, oh, I'm only um, looking for oral and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not the dude for you. And with that, okay, there's been some when people got upset or they're just like, oh, what you mean? It's like, well, it's, we just don't have that connection. I, I'm not I'm not the sucker dick motherfucker. There's plenty on here. I'm glad that you really want me to like hook up with you, but I'm just not that dude. <laughs> like, I'm not him. <laughs> but like, I've even had people who's just like, well, do you know anybody who can, who likes to do this, that, and the third? And surprisingly, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do, but not often. I'm just like, well, you just have to ask around. There's people who have on their profile name, you know, Gawk Gawk 3000, I guess. I don't know. Find them. <laughs> Hit them up. Download this app, blah, 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 blah. Like, there was somebody who messaged me recently, and there was like, oh, do you top, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. It's like, oh, do you know anybody? I was like, if you want, you can fuck my regular. Like, <laughs> if, if that's what you want to do. But, like, people, I don't know. It's the lack of communication, um, the lack of exploring yourself, knowing yourself. And I don't think that we, uh, at, at this moment, at least not within the next year or two, will be at a space where people are more willing to have these conversations. Like, even when it comes to, like, being fetishized uh, and somebody hits me up and they're just like, oh, BBC, blah, 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 blah. Or even if they're just, you know, we're just having those conversations to build things up and they uh, mention that they only um, deal with Black men, now I have to ask questions. Um, what is the interest that you have with Black men? Is it because you only believe that we have big dicks or whatever? Uh, is it a fetish? Like, why only Black men? And this is just so I can get to know them. So I know for sure, if we do hook up, I'm not going to be the object in the room. Uh, and I'm actually getting the pleasure that I'm over here to get. So, yeah. As you should, as you should. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be the object, the object on the dance floor, never ever performing or putting on a show for the white people. Never that. Mm -mm. Unless you pay me. And I don't, I don't, I don't have cheap rates. Again, if you are into this fandom situation and you're trying to donate to Vernon, <laughs> you're to get, if you're trying to get drained, and I'm not talking about sucking dick, I'm talking about that financial draining. You know where I'm at. Find me on my social media accounts. Hit a brother up, your favorite host. That's all I'm saying. Just find a motherfucker. <laughs> I'll treat you right. 
and treat myself right with your bank account. Look at God. Won't he do it? All right. So <laughs> pick me up too so I can help him on his on his journey. Listen, listen. This church gives. <laughs> so um before we close everything out and go into Never Have I Ever, I do want to touch base on two more things. Um, your experience at swingers, uh, swinger parties, as well as feeling like a piece of meat when it came to like hooking up with others. The swinger parties, um, well, the most, you know, I, I would, I've been to like a straight one of those for, you know, some, I guess, straight enough friends of mine took me there you know, at one time and, um, you know, in this very unsuspecting place, it was not in the neighborhood. It was like, it almost looked like somebody had taken like one of those life storage units and converted a whole bunch of them into like this like secret warehouse in this place. It, it just didn't even much look like you would think. You knock on this door, it just has like this little printed piece of paper on the front. I don't know what the fuck they said or did, you know, to get us in, but we got in and Lo and behold, eyes wide shut, all this straight sex going on and everything like that. And they just, you know, swinging away, you know, mm -hmm. back and forth. And so, you know, uh, it was just interesting to see something like this being done that wasn't LGBTQ, because the way you let some people tell it, we the only freaky ones passing, you know, bottoms around or girls around or sharing mm -hmm. dick and having orgies. No, bitch, the straight people are just as nasty, if not nastier. Than we are. They out there doing the most. Mm. Um, and then the other one was being be uh, feeling like a piece of meat during a hookup. Well, that never bothered me because I wanted to be devoured <laughs> like a piece of meat. Kind of point. I'm done. You know, I have not gone to like a swingers party yet. I am open so long as if it's like more on the LGBTQ spectrum versus just heterosexual, because I'm just like, one, I've attempted sex with uh, multiple heterosexual people in my life. Well, men. It's not good. I don't I don't know what y'all are doing over there. Y'all need to like find somebody, find a coach. I don't know. I'm it's, it's unhappy. I feel unhappy over there. I don't want the straight dick. We don't need it. Um <laughs> but uh I'll take it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you'll take it. <laughs> well, send it his way. But when it comes to like I don't know, like it's not that I have an adversity towards pussy because it's not that, but that's not what I will be looking for if I were to go to some kind of swingers party or something like that. Um, and like I've someone um, actually asked if I was like interested in like meeting up with him and his uh, this girl that he knows. I don't know if it's his girlfriend, his wife, or whatever. He just says this chick that I know. And I'm like, no, not really. Um, like, what is the expectation uh, when it comes to us meeting up? And he was like, well, you know, I could fuck you. We suck each other off and then we eat her pussy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great and all, but I don't eat everybody's pussy. Neither do I suck everybody's dick. So it's like, am I going to have an option to know who this person is that I'm supposed to become seeing? Like, I'm not the surprise, surprise motherfucker. And w even when it comes to like a group setting, I feel like if I were to go to like a more hetero 
vibe uh, swingers party or sex uh, play party. I'll just be on the outside looking in because I'm just like, I'm not turned on by this. Um, I like to see that diversity of, you know, women and women, men and men, men and women, trans people in the audience, like everybody experiencing bodies. So, I, yeah. Oh, so so when you say swingers, you don't mean less like male female switchery. This could, this could be like an all male gay sex orgy too. Mm, like uh, when I say swingers, I'm just thinking like couples, married couples, uh, within like some type oh, yeah, of okay. party. So right, so yeah, that that would be more like the straight thing because I've been to plenty of like you know gay orgies and shit like that. But swingers mm-hmm. specifically, yeah, that was the example I gave you. Yeah, like um, now, if you want, if you want that heterosexual mixed with you know LGBTQIA plus sex orgy vibe, I know people here in town. They do those orgies a couple of nights a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you ever want to roll through, I can point you in the direction. I don't go to them because that's just too confusing for me. I like I told you before we got on the air, I'm just an old fashioned power bottom. I like a pole in my hole and an ass full of cum. Oh God, that's going to be the episode title of this one. <laughs> <laughs> PG version. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the PG version. <laughs> and everybody else, but you're not going to add the ass. Wait, what was it? Polling a oh, uh, ass full of cum. Polling a hole and ass full of cum. It might be the full thing because look, at this point, I've, <laughs> I've been seeing titles of like podcast episodes, um, like some of the ones that I follow, and I'm like, oh wait, we can say that for real. We can put that in our show notes. Well, not show notes, but we can put that in our titles. Because I always think about, okay, when I put this on YouTube, I have to make it PG. So let me just make the title itself PG. However, I've been seeing some stuff. I'm like, so are we not doing this anymore? Like, because I had some very inventive ass titles for some older episodes that I could have been real wild with. But I was like, no, let's keep this semi-PG, but explicit at the same damn time. They just put the asterisks up. Like, so if somebody's going to spell out pussy on a show title, they'll do like P asterisk S-S-Y or dick will be D asterisk C-K or shit is S exclamation mark or S-H exclamation mark T or whatever. So it passes the fucking quality control. Look, put um, first... Uh, pussy going forward is, pe- is spelled P-U-T-S-S-Y. Putsy. <laughs> no, 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 you nobody. <laughs> I didn't say pussy. I said putsy. <laughs> See, that's that's those little bad little kids that, you know, that's the younger version of me trying to cuss but not cuss. That's, that's where that comes from. Uh, <laughs> but I would say now would be a good time to, you know, go to the, you know, I just want to, I want to start off with sex questions. Never have I ever, we, I'm running out of those. So you ready for a sex question? I'm ready for you. Ooh, okay now. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever spiced things up with an X-rated object commonly kept in a bedside table? So I'm guessing a toy. Sure, absolutely. What kind, what toys do you have? Well, I mean, I hope my boyfriend don't mind me saying this, but you know, you can get those um, uh, molda molda willy oh. sex things from like 
think for whatever fucking website you want to and you do like a mode and you can actually make a clone of you know of the dick and mm -hmm. uh and so then that is a sex toy that we use and so then it's like i have two of the same dicks you know in one so that's one of my I favorite ones to play with. i fucks with it would you ever um do a mode of your own dick to fuck yourself with no, I'm too much of a bottom for that. I want some new fresh dick. Wait, no, so you, you can't not... even take your own dick? I, I could, but your I don't virtual... that's not the <laughs> I don't want that. I don't have like that male ego thing like, oh my god, my dick's the greatest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't have big dick energy. It's only like eight <laughs> inches. I got I got oh. there's nothing wrong with eight inches or micro peens. I've I've taken two inch dick too. I don't judge, I take it all. But I got tight asshole energy. Now, if they start doing tight asshole moles, then I'll go get one of those and maybe fuck my own ass or some shit so I can see what these tops keep keep bragging on me about. But I my dick the is same. there. I use it. Huh? I said I would do the same. I would do the same. Like, I would get an asshole mold. But the, the fact that he said... <laughs> The fact he said only eight inches. I know somebody out there is just like only. I was like only too, but like somebody's hurt. It's just like oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Whatever size you have, it is appropriate. This nigga just. It is appropriate. <laughs> Look, I've had as little as two inches and as large as about seventeen, <laughs> and I've had all kinds oh, of sizes. Seventeen. <laughs> Yeah, 17. I've seen that on. I've seen it on a black man, a white man, and a Latino. As in one seven? Yes, one seven. And I have no reason to embellish. It's not my dick I'm talking about. True. <laughs> so you're saying like more than a foot? Actually, that's a foot and a half. Like almost no, twelve inches. Twelve inches are not the longest dicks out there on the street. They are not. And this is why, as much as I love dick, I don't chase them anymore because I finally realized, D, you've had all the sizes. At this point, I'm doing men a favor, letting them have sex with me. <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's my mindset, honestly. But oh my God. <laughs> I, I I probably would not go down that route for a 17. I just like, you know what? We're cool, fam. We can like cuddle. Like <laughs> I'm always open to cuddle. Like you're attractive you know i'm attractive <laughs> like what's up let's cuddle let's cuddle boo like that's because you're not a power bottom uh not like that and hell no <laughs> <laughs> like i have a limit <laughs> and if that means going into my actual colon you pass my limit and i'm good i'm all right i'll, I'll be over here like mm. But would I actually? It, I don't know. I don't know. Because I have not experienced this and I have not had to have that mouth dropping moment. So who knows? Will Vernon do it? Find out next episode on Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, So you ready for another question? Mm -hmm. And maybe one day we can do a show and talk about the shortcomings that men have when they have big dicks. Because I don't like the way it's fetishized in the community, but there's a lot of shit big dick men cannot do. That is and true. So, that is true. But yeah, some can not even, all glitter. Yeah, some can't even keep yeah, their dicks up um, because of that. Like it's it's so big that um, the blood doesn't fully, you know, rush to the tip. 
that it doesn't get erect. That's kind of sad. Mm. Yeah, we, we, not we, yeah, it's not. We we definitely do need to have that conversation. I'm definitely open to that. Um, so if you had to choose just one, what's the sex toy you couldn't live without and, and why? The real dick, because there's common those. Sir, it said toy. <laughs> but, but, look, your dick, your your regular dick, all your friends' dicks are my favorite toys. <laughs> I respect that answer. Um, you know, I uh, I'll have to say the same thing if that's the option. But I will say I've recently found. Uh, well, um, I was testing a uh, a toy which. People will hear about the full story of that testing on the Vibrate in my pod. Follow that podcast, people. It's coming out. Anyways, it should actually be out by the time this episode airs. But um, it's uh, a Hugo by Lalo or Lilo, wherever. And it really did feel good. Like, I was like, like, I've had prostate massages before, but they always felt a little bit hard and like, hurt a little bit whenever it was inside but this one it, felt, it just felt soft and it felt good you know it's like i fucks with you so that will be if you can't get the job done at least i know mr hugo can get it done so yeah we, we invested in a hugo too because i interviewed a lady on my podcast who um you know deals and all of that and she's the one who hipped me that so we do have a hugo and so hugo is very velvety soft yes. you know the skin of it is very luxurious i think the bitch is remote controlled or whatever but it mm-hmm. has all settings and everything it's too powerful for me like the the shaking and the vibration i don't like i i, I like more thrusting mm. you know in and out hugo doesn't do that but it is perfect for a male prostate the way it curves under mm. so if i had to say it in 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 non-human toy that would be <laughs> Um, you know, at the top of the list, but the favorite sex toy would still be my the dick, the, the mold of my boyfriend's dick, and then Hugo. Though we have used them both at the same time. Mm. <laughs> like, I will say that's the great thing about that. Like, I love that one because of the vibrations. Like, even if it's not inside, just holding it, I was like aroused. I was like, "Bitch, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what is wrong with you?" <laughs> That thing is off the motherfucking Richter. That thing right. is very powerful. I think it could level a house. That's why I'm like, oh, no, this, this is too much. <laughs> that thing ferociously. Oh, but it feels so good. <laughs> and it, makes, and it makes men come so hard. Like, it does. <laughs> like, I don't think I will ever go back to the other one that I had. Like, it's not that it was bad. It's just... It was a very harsher sensation. But again, that conversation would be on the vibrator of my pie. So y'all, you know, follow that. Anyways, do you have any last words that you would like to share with the audience before I close everything out? Just happy fuckings. Um, maintain your self-respect out there. Get off the damn apps mm. and, and get, get, get in somebody's face. You said get into somebody's face or sit on somebody's face or both? All of it. Get into their face, <laughs> get their dick, get into their face and communicate. Just whatever you do, just get some impersonal shit. Get some in-person shit going on. 
Yes, I'm here for it. Yes. And again, sit on somebody's face. That's the message of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I know he didn't say that, but um, he said sit on someone's face. Okay. And that too, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Devanna. You are so very loved. Love you so much. Um, to the listeners out there, thank you all so much for listening to the Holy Loki podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.